You're Mingling with the Mimosa Mamas, a podcast that inspires and empowers women to live authentic always. Now here's your host, Erin and Erica. Hi! Welcome, welcome back. back! Today we have Nick Yu He from Two Dads and Three Girls, and he is here to talk to us about his book and how he met his partner and Love of his life? Yes, love of his life and created this wonderful family that they have now. So, Nick, we're so happy to have you here with us. Thank you for mingling with us, Nick. Welcome. (laughs) Hi, Erin, Erica. It's so pleasure and it's my honor to be here. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. You're just, we're so excited that you're here. We're super excited to have you here. I know it's a Friday and... What are your plans this weekend? Yeah, we're just going to wrap up work around uh, lunchtime, and then we're going to the one of our cabins uh, on the island. So just to enjoy the future sound and then the beautiful water, and then do some planning and then kayaking, paddleboarding, and with the girls this weekend. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing! Do the girls love the water? Do they love to um, go camping? And have you taken them many times? Yeah, we used to camp there. There are two, uh, the cabin is between two state parks. So we used to camp there a lot when they were little girls. Now they're two, two, and three years old. Oh. And then now they can walk on the beach. And then uh, one of the two of the girls love water. One, the bigger girl, the older one, Phoebe, she's a little bit scared of the water. But it's still fun to hang out just with family. (laughs) Oh my gosh, they are so darling. Your daughters are absolutely beautiful. You and Brian are so lucky. I know we saw photos of the girls on, of course, on your Instagram page and also on the blog. They are good luck to you both when they become teenagers. <laughs> yes. So That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, my little girl is almost seven, and yep, it's already starting. So buckle up. Buckle up. I know. <laughs> Stay tuned. Right? For sure. Um, so, yeah. Nick, um, you and Brian were on opposite sides of the world. How did you two meet? On Craigslist. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Craigslist. That's the first we've heard. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I was on my, uh, I think, the second or the third week. I was just online to um, being gay, and then I just decided to come out to myself. So I was looking um, to experience physical pleasure with guys online, and then I don't know where to go. That was 2010, and I went to Craigslist. I realized Craigslist not only looking for old cars or find a roommate. So I found Brian, and then before, so before meeting Brian, I was actually a virgin. I'm not sharing too much. Um, oh no, we're unfiltered. <laughs> we are very. Okay. We're an unfiltered podcast. Yeah, you you go just yeah share whatever's on your heart. That's good to know. So because all the guys I found there, I went to their apartment, and then it's all they just one sex, and I'm not used to it. And then I always want to talk a little bit, but I'm scared. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> they're like, take down your pants or leave. And then so I feel very bad. And until I find Brian, and then we talk for hours that evening at 9 p.m. at his house. And then, yeah, so everything starts from there. <laughs> Was it love at first sight? No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness, he's a good-looking guy. Both of you are. Both of you are very good-looking. Oh my god! That's so oh, funny. thank you. It's not love at first sight at all. I mean, it. Um, both of us are still very closeted. Um, but that night we talked for hours and hours, and, oh. and then we did have sex at the end. Um, and then, so that's the time I actually, I'm not virgin anymore after that night. I feel there's some connection. Um, I mean, I'm definitely attracted to good-looking guys, but mm-hmm. it needs to be more than that. I think yes, I look right. at, you know, their value, what they're interested in, and then they, yeah, those are more important to me. Yeah. Yeah, to have a soul connection, yeah. a, emotional. you know, emotional connection mm-hmm. with your partner is is yeah. what's important, definitely. And we to agree. Be your, to be your best friend, you know. Yeah. Um, that's that's really the most important. That's the best foundation for sure. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it was not love at first sight. Actually, at that time, Brian won open relationship. He met a guy before me a few weeks ago. They're really good with each other. 
and oh. then but somehow he saw there's something special between us oh. and then I feel that way even if it's not love at first sight so it's a tough journey especially in the first year or so but that's why I learned about relationships just never give up that's what I learned from my Chinese parents mm. it's like they fight a lot but never give up for your kids for yourself Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that. no, that's great advice, and and we could all, mm-hmm. we could all use that in mar- in our relationships and marriages, and even in partnerships. You know, like, you know, Aaron and I have this this podcast, and you're right, we sh- you should never give up. I mean, if there's mutual respect for each other, and the love that's mm-hmm. there, um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, especially when you are, you know, my feeling is in the first few months, you guys are so, like, we are so loving each other, only be blindsided to see the best part of each other. And then we start with a relationship, being the worst part, and then, like, I realized Brian is an alcoholic, and then his family, like, is so separated, and then there's so many things, and he realized a lot of things about me. I'm emotional, I'm getting angry so easily, I'm a workaholic. So how to still love each other, given those imperfections about each other. I do think it's quite a journey, but once you overcome those journey, it just be better, you know? It's yes. like there are more, yeah, it's more solid foundation. <laughs> right, yeah. and it feels like more of an unconditional love. You know, you really love every part of each other. And so I'm curious, was fatherhood always a priority for both of you? You mean, were we thinking about fatherhood uh, from the very beginning? Yeah, yeah. Was that something that you both really wanted, like, from the beginning? Or did that kind of grow? No. No, okay. I think it's a growing. I think our relationship is about continue about our growing journey. We never think about, I never thought I was going to marry him. I never thought we were going to have kids. I never, because at that time when I met him, I was scared. I was decide to come out to myself as gay. I think my pair family will abandon me. My friends will give up on me. That's mm-hmm. where all my thinking is. I don't think I have a future. I mean, when I was in college, when I first start, you know, thinking I'm gay, I thought about suicide, thought about those things. Oh, because being, at that time, I was in China. You know, there's no option to be gay. Right. So, I'm, yeah, I think we were fortunate to live in parts of the country, parts of the world, and part of the country so liberal and People never judge me because I'm gay. Because uh, the two dads and three girls, when we're walking on grocery store, ne- nobody really asked me where are those girls coming from. So I can <laughs> right, that. right, you're right. <laughs> that you is know, true. but when I started, I never thought about where we're marrying it or having kids. Wow, interesting. So how did that yeah. evolve? Um, I think it's about if we go all the way to, um, I think uh, about we're all human. We just want a better life for ourselves, for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so once we start dating for a few years, and then once we went through all the fighting period, there's so many times like every two months we have a huge fight. We want to break up. We don't want to be with each other anymore. Um, and then to finally get into the peaceful relationship, I introduced Brian to my family. I'm more into Brian's family. We think maybe it's a time to move to the next stage to getting married. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and that's all we, oh, and at that time, also, I think Supreme Court um, approved the gay marriage. Oh, so we're yes. like, we celebrate this. Yes. And so we're yeah. one of the first to get married in Seattle. Oh, my gosh. Um, in 2013, correct? Yeah, in 2013. Oh, congratulations. So that was very, very exciting. Yes. Yeah, congratulations. thank you. Congratulations, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then... <laughs> and also a lot of the time it's about I'm a very insecure person because for my whole life I have been an uh, immigrant even within China oh, yeah. I move around to different places mm-hmm. you know all those moving I'm always moving to a better place or as so people call bigger city more developed place so I always feel like outsider people always look down the point me it's like you know I'm not from a better place I'm from a worse place so mm-hmm. at that time actually I was working for Microsoft um, in 2013, my lawyer at Microsoft told me that I finally almost get approved for my green card for my job for Microsoft. Uh-huh. At that time, Brian and I also decided to be like, wait a sec, maybe you want to be um, a rebel. And then uh, <laughs> we want to use marriage to help you get a green card, not my job. So that's another thing. Oh. So I got my green card permanent residence status <laughs> using the marriage. 
this we feel like that's like a stem on love. You know, love is love. Love so is that's love. Really love. good. Yep. How did your family take the news when they met? When when you talked to them about Brian, like how did they handle the news? Oh, it's horrible. It's, I thought I'm giving my dad a heart attack, but my dad turned out to be okay. But however, um, they visit us. So every year um, they visit me because my parents are teachers back in China. Then they visit me every year. And then that year in 2010, I think at the end of the, right after me and Brian uh, met, and then they come to visit me. At that time, I already moved in with Brian. So I send them a mail, an uh, email, telling them that I met somebody, I'm gay, so a huge coming out. And then they didn't talk to me for a while. And then they came to Seattle. My parents cry every day, and then oh. before they always want to stay longer, extend the stay. Because I'm the only child, you know. And then, oh. Oh. yeah, across the Pacific, they never want to be like so far away from me. But that year, they cut their uh, trip in half, and they just leave. And then in the airport, if you see the video that we have, my mom said to me that she never wants to come back to Seattle anymore. Um, so that's heartbreaking. Oh my yeah, gosh. and then we didn't talk for almost a year to that. Not good. We no. can't imagine what that's like, but again, we have an understanding because, like you said, your family's from China and they do have certain standards and and views on, um, unfortunately, you know, yeah. like you said, over here in the Western world, it's different. You know, everybody's very accepting and... And for us both, love is love. And but I, we can relate. I can relate. I come from a Mexican family, and there's always certain things that, you know, for Mexican families, it was always about staying a virgin until getting married. Like you cannot have sex until you get married, and it was like a shocker for um, my family when I told them I wasn't a virgin. <laughs> I mean, um, so so my heart breaks for you because. I know a little bit what that feels like to, you know, feel like you disappointed your parents, but at the same time, you're honoring who, you are. who you are and you're honoring your journey and, you know, God bless you, you know, like it's just, thank you for sharing all and of this with the, us. And look at the beautiful life you've been able to make, you know, by being brave and not, um, and courageous and not feeling, you know, scared of, of who you really are. So bravo to you. That's yeah, why you're here. Bravo to you. You are very inspirational. You and Brian both. You and Brian both are like someone out here could be listening to this mm -hmm. this very episode and might be struggling with coming out to their parents or their family or their friends. And by you just sharing what you just said with us mm -hmm. is, I mean, I give you a, you know, I could give you a standing ovation because yeah. it's. It's very thank empowering. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. sharing your story. Oh, it's just one thing, since you were talking about coming out. One thing what I learned from this journey, this, I have some friends who are still in closet, even want to come out to their parents. And I said, I always said to them, it's like, don't just thinking about coming out as a big issue. Thinking about what you want for your life and then to march towards that. Right. Like, yeah. for example, I didn't come out to my parents until I met Brian. I don't need to just come out to them for, hey, I'm gay, right? Yeah. I'm finding guys on Craigslist. I mean, that won't come out good. But yeah, I met no. somebody, spend time with, I, I come out to my parents. I didn't come out to my coworker at Microsoft just when I know I'm gay or met Brian. Well, after I got married, I think it's a celebration, I come out to them. Mm -hmm. And I came out to my grandma, grandpa, who are 90 years old back in China, mm -hmm. when we have our kids, because they're fourth generation, they are happy. So they yeah. accept that so well. I think this journey is not just about coming out. It's more about building yourself, building your life towards what you want to achieve in your life and then sharing those joyful moments or failure with your uh, loved ones. And then they will be supporting you. They will give you love. They will give a shoulder to cry on. And I think that's so important. It is. Absolutely. That's everything. Yes, that's yes. Absolutely Thank everything. you. Thank you for these words. So, so <laughs> we'd like to know about um, how Phoebe and Hanale and Chelsea came about. How was the process of surrogacy? How did you get to that decision to have a surrogate? Oh, wow. That's such a quick decision <laughs> for us. 
Big and quick decisions. You know, we are those people who we make decision like in a split second. Once we decide to do something, we listen to our heart.、Um, and then, so at first, when we start to want to have kids, that feeling is coming from when we have two dogs. We love the dog, and then I see how amazing Brian takes care of dog. I think he would be such a wonderful father. His patience and everything is way better than me. And then we're thinking about adoption. So at that time, we went to a lot of adoption、uh, seminar. We even went to an adoption agency, sitting in the you know in a, a circle. Every family talking about why why they want to go through adoption. Those are just so beautiful. And then that move us, that confirm us that we want to have kids. But however, with the adoption paper that we need to fill out. There's just something not clicking, you know. We want somebody that has our own blood, maybe,、yeah. and then we don't know why, but we just thinking about maybe we should think about surrogacy.、Um, but however, surrogacy is so expensive, and so we never really push so hard until a friend telling us say what she said is correct.、Um, she said. If you have a kid, it's your blood. In twenty years, you won't regret.、Um, mm. That just settling our hearts, and then so when we are struggling with whether to go through adoption, we just decide to give surrogacy a try,、mm. um, and then we start to go online to I want to do it independently, so without the agency, because the agency also costs money.、Um, unfortunately, it's all not going very well because I don't know how to carry forward this very complicated process. Until an agency on、uh, find surrogate mother reach out to me, and then we have a call. Her name is Melissa. We have a call, and then the call went really good. So we signed a contract with her in two weeks, and then I think three months or four months, we found the surrogate, and then we're pregnant. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh,、really、so fast! Wow! <laughs> I know. Oh well, that kind of crazy. <laughs> that's so exciting. It really warms my heart because、um, one of my really deepest passions was to be a surrogate, and、um, oh, uh, it, it didn't happen. But I just that to me would be like the biggest gift you you know the most amazing gift you could ever give someone to carry a child for them. I mean that. So I just I'm so happy you're able to find a surrogate and have someone you know bring these children into your life. And I'm curious. Were you both involved in the entire pregnancy, including labor and delivery? How did the day that Phoebe was born like? How did that go? I'd love to hear about. We'd love to hear about the labor. I mean, just everything. Like that's just so fascinating. Yeah, definitely. So,、um, first of all, thank you for saying that. Become、uh, being a surrogate and everything. We cannot thank enough for our surrogate Chelsea. She lives in Fresno. She's、uh, our extended family now, so we love her. So we work with her both times. The first time is our agent found her. The second time we just go work with her directly. Wow! Yeah, it is like it's so amazing to be with her, and then to we still message each other, Facebook each other all the time, so that you could.、Um, and then so the first journey with Phoebe, everything went、um, at first. It's a lot of hiccups.、Um, mm. We changed surrogate at first. And then our ex donor all have different crazy problems. The first ex donor has STD until we do the blood test.、Oh, wow. Our second ex donor、oh、has unprotected. I know I have unprotected sex three days before egg retrieval. No. So all kinds of crazy things happen. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm glad you're being so、wow. raw and real about this. Yeah. Because that's、oh, not something、wow. that crosses your mind. No, all those crazy things happen.、Oh. But, and then. We plan two embryos from、um, so one embryo is my sperm with our egg donor. The other embryo is Brian's sperm with the same egg donor.、Oh、so we plan them, and、um, we thought we have twins because we did ultrasound at first and everything, and all the、uh, blood tests all showed they're twins, and they're two sacs all going well. Until twelve weeks pregnant, we realized we lost the baby, <gasps> and then.、So Yeah,、oh、so we、gosh. don't know which one it is, and then we realize Brian. It was a little boy later because we know the sex because we plan a girl and a boy. Oh my、um, god! No. Yeah, so it was a roller coaster at first, but after that, it's also peaceful until delivery. So we、okay. deliver almost, yeah, almost to the full term, and then we did a road trip. It's me, Brian, my parents, and our two dogs. 
So uh, we drove all the way down to California, Fresno, and then mm-hmm. we were in the delivery room throughout the whole journey, and it was an easy delivery. Oh, good. So it's push, and it's out. Wow. <laughs> I am jealous. Yeah. I know, right? You're jealous? Well, tell us, tell us about the first moment you held Phoebe in your arms. Yeah, it's so unbelievable. It's like, I don't know, when Phoebe was born, she looked just like my mom. Oh. Um, oh. And it's like see a little version of my mom, and then seeing through all the journey I went through to thinking about suicide, not thinking about the life or future, and so now you have your next generation, the one looks like my mom, that just made me feel like so, I don't know, even thinking about that made me tearing up. It's, that's just life, you know, that's all the love. And yeah. then to see Brian holding Phoebe and see my parents holding Phoebe, that just cre- that creates whole new universe for, me, for us. Yeah. Like suddenly our love is just not in our heart. Suddenly our love like there's a change linking to her heart and then she will never leave our life you know whatever she moves she have hiccups she cry a little bit that just yank our heart to make it move i don't know the feeling is just so good <laughs> oh my gosh we're we're tearing up over here listening to you talk about your daughters you know because um we're we're moms as well but um you know, just hearing you talk about your journey and the struggle that you went through to get to that point. And like you're saying, when you held Phoebe in your arms, everything else in the past just kind of melted, melted away. away. It was like she healed, you know, the relationship with you and your parents. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank um, you. How was the journey for or the the first time you held the twins the girls Hannah Leigh and and Chelsea was that a different experience having twins versus just the one two yeah so for the twins it's a little bit different journey um so first of all after the first journey uh Brian don't have any embryo left and then I have some embryo left so at first I was just thinking about let's just transfer my embryo and then my mom stepped in and then she said, how selfish are you? How can you just thinking about planning that? You should be thinking about to make more embryos. Because to me, that costs more money. That costs at least twenty dollars to $30,000. I oh, said, yeah. I want to save money to raise the growth. You right. know? And then my mom said, those money is what you should spend. In this marriage, how your dad and I can last so long is we don't just thinking about us. We should be fair, thinking about the other party. So that's a awakening moment for me thinking about how selfish I was so we um, have a new egg donor this time and then we made a bunch of embryos again ironically all my embryos die and all Brian's embryos succeed oh my gosh (laughs) that gave me some you know understanding and um, sympathy for some couples just cannot have babies together because I understand that's just biology yeah so anyway so what we end up is like picking one egg, uh, one embryo from the new egg donor in Brian and picking one embryo that was frozen over two years ago. Um, wow. That's the same with my older daughter, Phoebe. So we unsaw that one and then put it together in the surrogate wow. mom's belly, Chelsea. Oh, and then fortunately, um, both are, took, are taken. So we're excited. Wow. That's the amazing. process is just... I never um, did research on surrogacy and just you sharing this little bit of information. I'm just in awe of the whole yeah. process and and how life comes about. Like, yeah, it's yeah somebody's wow. so amazing. And then how did her pregnancy with the twins go? Yeah, so um, the pregnancy with the twins is a little bit tough on our surrogate Chelsea. Um, and then she said she never felt so horrible before. Oh. And so... Yeah, so uh, she was in delivery room on 27 weeks. Uh, her cervix is already two centimeters open. So I flew down to California, um, and then, thank God, and then the doctor, amazing doctor, stopped the delivery. Oh, so I, I stayed with them for two days, and then flew back. So every day after that, it's a little bit, you know, um, living on a thin layer of the eye. We know one day 
I, I think that's what people say. One day longer in mommy's um, tummy, yeah. I think it's three or four more days, um, days less days in NICU. So finally, um, we carry all the way until 34 weeks. Wow, so they were born. that's great. <laughs> was she on bed she rest? so amazing. She was. She okay. was on bed rest to after that, after 27 yeah. weeks. Yeah, okay. So at home. So it's amazing that uh, her now husband and that her boyfriend and her parents taking care of her um, during the whole wow. journey. Um, and yeah, so and then when they were born, it's so sudden again. So it was C-section. And then I flew down to Fresno that morning again because they were born 8 o'clock. And I flew down. And then they were both admitted to NICU. Uh, one is uh, three pounds, uh, three pounds something. Uh, the other one is four pounds. Oh my gosh. So that's one funny thing I learned. So all the uh, ultrasound shows that they're the same weight. But when they were born, they were one, one pound different. I was like, how, yeah, how wrong could that be? So it's amazing to look at them, just so different from Phoebe because they were in NICU for three weeks. I didn't imagine they need to learn so many things we take for granted, like breathing, keep yourself warm, eating, but they need to learn everything before they can graduate from NICU. So that was a humbling and scary experience itself to be with them three weeks in the NICU until we took them home to Seattle. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, we, we're speechless. I mean, we can't even <laughs> imagine like what that's like. And then you still have Phoebe who is probably back home, you said, correct, in Washington? Yeah, so how it work is my mom and I were staying in, a, uh, they call Terry House, it's like McDonald House, um, the, oh, um, yes. by the hospital. In the hospital, yeah, yes. So it's, yeah, so it's cheaper for us. So we were there taking care of the NICU, uh, the, uh, Hannah Lee and Chelsea. Oh, by the way, we named our youngest daughter Chelsea after our American Chelsea. Oh, that's um, so sweet. A, oh, that is so <laughs> yeah, sweet. Yeah, just as an honor to her. Our American Chelsea is with C-H-I-S-I-E. So it's with a weird spell. That's what Chelsea told us the first time. So that's why our daughter also has a weird spell. I love Chelsea. it. I no, love it's it. so unique. It's, it's so beautiful. different. What about Hanalei? Did you name her from, obviously, the, the island of... That's in Kauai? Where's yeah. That? So, Kauai? Yeah. It's, yeah, we were, um, before they were born, Brian and I were taking, with Phoebe, are taking a little vacation before they were born. We're thinking, we're struggling with a name to see what we should name them. And then we are walking in uh, Hanalei Bay that evening, eating shape ice. And then Brian said, we should just name her Hanalei. It's a beautiful name. Before Phoebe, the name is coming from friends. Because I watched, before coming to America, oh, I watched so Friends like funny. 11 times. Yeah, <laughs> I love Phoebe. That's how I learned about American culture. You know, know what's so funny? So funny. <laughs> Nick, what is so funny is oh when I God. saw her name, I thought they must be huge Friends fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, and that's then, so cool. Cute. <laughs> I know. And then with the other two girls, I said Monica and Rachel, done. And Brian, oh no! Brian said no. <laughs> oh my gosh, Monica and Rachel. No, he, right? put, he put a stop to it. He said no. Nope. Oh. No, Brian said you're threatening me with a divorce now. So. <laughs> okay. so now I'm curious, what are your dogs named? My dog uh, first name is called JD because when he was in shelter, it's called Dakota. I like Jedi, so Jedi Dakota. Oh cute. So uh, JD. Um, the other one, when we um, adopt him from shelter, his name is Jacqueline, or I don't remember. Start with a J, so we named him Jack. So and oh, Jack. Cute. Aww, oh, that's cute. cute. You I'm have... just curious if it, if they were friends' names, you know. Oh, no. Chandler. Chandler. <laughs> Joey and Chandler. Yeah. Joey. That's a cute that's a cute dog name. Joey. Kind of cute. <laughs> Nick, how was co parenting in the beginning? Did you guys find a rhythm quickly or was it a struggle? Uh, with Phoebe, a lot of rhythm. I love it because our doctor pediatrician is really good. Uh, we let Phoebe she has her own room, but at first um, the first few weeks, she sleep by us, and then in a month, 
we send her to her own room and then we do the sleep training and she's doing really well. Awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> so awesome. I'm, I'm cheering you because I'm a sleep coach for babies. So I'm saying, yay, go Nick. Smart move. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Nick and Brian. Yeah. Yes. What about with the twins? Yeah. Oh my God. That's all my parents, to be honest. So that completely changed my philosophy. Because with Phoebe, everything were by books. It's easy, standard. But with the twins, everything's different. So uh, they were so little, they need to gain weight. We cannot follow sleep training, you know. So my parents, they are taking care of the twins at night. At that time, I also quit my job at Microsoft to start my own uh, career, uh, become an entrepreneur. So there are a lot of pressure there as well. So my mom and dad said, you guys go to work hard, take care of Phoebe, and at night, let us take care of Hanalei and Chelsea. Oh, my so gosh. They, yeah, so they moved to the United States, but to a house that has a mother-in-law, so they live with permanently now. So Your parents <laughs> sound amazing. Wow, they really came like wow. 180. 180. That's incredible. Yeah, they must be amazing oh, grandparents, yeah. and I'm sure they're loving grandparent life. Oh my God, they love it. I said, <laughs> all your friends go traveling to Egypt, to Europe. Why you guys don't go? They say, oh my God, heaven is here every day. Why do I want to oh, go anywhere? <laughs> so precious. Well, yeah. how, I mean, you said you're the only child, so we can't imagine how your mom feels having three girls. I, I know. mean, what a blessing. So much love to give to give my life. Okay. It's a, that's a new journey I need to learn how to balance, how to be fair, how to deal with each girl. Because um, I think parenting is all about becoming a better self. Um, because I'm a first-time parent, so everything's new. And then I learned how to become a parent from my parents, but that's for only um, the only child. And then the whole world changed, so now I'm on the journey. I just signed up um, for uh, Atom Academy Learning. That's a new school. So they recommend all the parents to read 28 books. I sign up for the challenge one week a book to learn how to become a better person and better parents. So I'm oh, on the wow. third book now. <laughs> yeah, we saw that on your on your blog, right? You talk about it on your blog. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so excited for that. For our listeners, if you yeah. want to read Nick's blog, it's uh, at two dads three girls.com and it is wonderful. We actually have a quote that we love from that that we'll um, read to you at the at end, the end of-, of the episode. But um, Nick, I just had a couple questions because uh, I see that you moved to North Carolina and you got your MBA at Duke. What did you think of North Carolina? I grew up in Charlotte. I love North Carolina. It's 120 degrees, 180 degrees from where I used to live in Shanghai. And then people there are so warm. Um, and then they just have the kind of the energy that I don't have like in Seattle. People all, whenever they're all cheerful to you. And then there's also much nature growth and forest at Duke Forest. But on the other side though, I do feel like I'm an outsider. That's one thing I really love Seattle. When I live in North Carolina, I feel like mm-hmm. I know I'm from another country. It's not because of my accent, not because of my skin color. I just know I'm different. Yeah. So when I'm living in Seattle here, I I never feel like I'm I feel like I'm from here. I don't know. Oh. I love that feeling. I feel I home here. I love that you found that. I you know, my husband and I and our son, we went out to Seattle last fall in, in September. And we honestly cannot wait to go back. We fell in love with Seattle. We fell in love with the, just the whole energy out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, we we stayed on this um, island called Vashon Island. We rented an Airbnb. And just to go and get on the ferry and go into Seattle every morning and just have coffee out. And our views were of the of the, the beautiful water. No, oh, on Vashon Island. Oh, it was just nice. stunning. So I could see why you're there <laughs> and why you're living there. It's an incredible state. Oh, it's just one of my favorite things to do right now with Brian and my three girls is every night after dinner, my mom cooks dinner most nights. And then we would go for a walk to our local grocery store and then walk mm-hmm. around. And it just, every seems so normal that I was not imagining before. Never, ever does people ask, where are these three girls coming from? Where is your mom? And then instead, in the grocery store, the check, um, the cashier always gives them, each of them, a future QFC, the local grocery store uh, shopper, the sticker. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel so, so normal, so common. Nothing, just you welcomed. know, when people say, oh, yeah. you're struggling. 
Yeah, it's just so much acceptance. I just love that. What a beautiful community. You talked about belonging versus um, being accepted, accepted and belonging. We love that you brought that up in your blog. And it sounds like, you know, you feel very, that you belong in Seattle. So that's such a beautiful feeling and awesome that you're able to feel that way after, you know, the journey that you've had. Yeah, that's one thing I learned. I was reading the book. It's, there's a big difference about fitting in and belong, belonging. It's for so long when we grow up, we all think about how to fit into the environment. That means to change ourselves, to hide something that our environment doesn't like, and then to, you know, to fit in. However, we should be more thinking about to find an environment that we belong to, and then so we can flourish within the environment. Yes. I just find that in Seattle right now, and where I'm living, and with my family and community, so I love it. Oh, That's we're beautiful. We're so happy for you. We're very we're happy for the whole entire family, Definitely. and parents, too, as well. I mean, they live with you guys now, and that's... That's just amazing. So that makes me wonder, do you guys have date nights often if you have built-in babysitters right there? (laughs) That's nice. uh, And also uh, a full-time cook. My mom cooks delicious food. Rub it in. (laughs) I know. I'm sure her Chinese cooking is... Oh, I can't imagine. Oh, my gosh. My mouth is watering. Watering. (laughs) (laughs) So so you guys get to have date night. Do you have any, like, us? special places that you love to go in Seattle or do you do like getaway evenings too like a uh, little getaway trips um sometimes we just I like to watch movies mm-hmm. and Brian basically do whatever I like to do for date night we would just go to watch a movie and uh, Brian like concerts so we just went to the Queen concert so with Adam Lambert last oh week gosh. that was fun oh my god it's so amazing he sings amazingly well the band and everything I want to see him so bad. Oh, we need to go. Yeah, we need to go. Shout out to Adam Lambert. (laughs) He is an incredible singer. American Idol found him. Oh, my God. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. And then we're going to um, Rolling Stones, I think, in August. So it's coming up very soon. Oh, my God. They delay the show. You guys are Uh, too cool dads. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to call you two cool cool dads. dads. And three girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell us a typical day in the life of two dads. We want to hear what a day looks like in your house. Um, it, uh, right now, it's a little bit interesting because the school, uh, Phoebe is going to a Montessori school in September. So we took her out of her previous school. So she stay at home during the day with my parents now. But typical day, yes, actually, we work a lot. So in the morning, what we do is we woke up, um, and then I will do some of my Miracle Morning, and then Brian will do her uh, his P90X workout and then go to his AA meeting. And then after that, we come home. Uh, the new exercise we do is to animal dance exercise with the girls for 15 minutes. Oh. So we play that on YouTube. And then we do draft, elephant. So we did it this morning. It's actually a lot of workout for us. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. What, what is that called again? I'm sorry. Animal dance on YouTube? Yeah, it's animal dance. It's a lady with a lot of um, different kids. They just do all the different animals. And then it's a dance workout for like 10 minutes to 15. We normally play twice. Oh, So we can gosh. all dance. They do, I think, 15 to 20 animals. And then so you just do the dance. It's so much fun. <laughs> Girls love it. I am going to do that with my four-year-old and almost seven-year-old. That sounds amazing. That's incredible, especially on days in Seattle because we all know it rains Rain. a lot. Yes. What a good way to yep. get what the to get out, the wiggles out. Yeah, for the, the girls, out. for yourselves. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and then after that, we just eat breakfast, and then, uh, and then after that, we just go to work. Um, sometimes during the lunchtime, we came home or not come home. It depends. And then we will spend more time with the kids. And then in the afternoon, we come home around 4 to 5 o'clock. So during the day, my parents are taking care of the three girls now. Uh, they will take them to shopping at Costco and then go to test all, uh, taste all the food. And then but after the evening, we come back. We normally just spend time with them and play, eating dinner, um, and then go for a walk, go to playground. And then we will normally watch one movie together Aww. at night, all Disney movies. So as a family. 
Well, oh um, we'd love to have your parents as parents. For real. <laughs> and and so how are the weekends? Do you guys try to take like little day trips? Do you, what do you do on the weekends when you're not working? Or do you work on the weekends too? Because I know you both work together. So. Um, yeah, we try to not work on the weekend. Like That's for example, uh, sometimes in emergency, because we're in real estate, so emergency come up, we need to handle it. Other than that, like this weekend, we're going to our cabin on okay. the island. To have the kids play on the beach, that'll be fun. Um, my last few weekends, we went to the zoo, and then we go to different places. Um, and then, because one thing I realized, and all of my friends told me, spending time with the kids are so important when they're young. Mm-hmm. So we try to push as much as time possible to create diverse, diversify experiences, um, and then to so hanging out with other families. Um, yeah, but weekends normally is different day trips to different places or sometimes the whole weekend get away. Wow. That sounds amazing. They're so lucky to have you guys as their dads, I just have to say. I mean, it just sounds so, like, um, it Mm -hmm. sounds so peace. Like, I'm sure it's not peaceful in your home 24-7. Of course (laughs) not. You have three girls. But it just, it's it's a good way to bring the children up. Mm -hmm. And you're right, to have that diversity in them and instill all of that in them is super important. Um, we'd like to know what are the girls into? Like, are they? In, what's their favorite food or snacks or Disney princesses? Yeah, tell us about them. Yeah, definitely. Let's start with Phoebe. Phoebe is what we call her a princess. So she's very picky about her dress. Oh. And then she loves her nails. And Brian loves painting them nails. Oh. Brian has a whole, whole uh, hair salon and a nail painting um, station for them. It's so funny. I don't know about this uh, about Brian until we have a girl. <laughs> so oh, that's funny. <laughs> Brian told me she was. I know. He said when he was a kid, she tested for what is going to uh, you're going to be um, when you grow up. Mm-hmm. He said it's a hairdresser, oh. and that you always want to play with Barbie, but you want to hide. He said, you know. So you never show that until we have girls. Oh, that's so perfect. He must have fun with them. Yeah. His inner girl comes out. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So Phoebe loves the nails be painting all the time. And then she's a very picky eater. She likes um, chicken nuggets. She never eats vegetables, but eats a lot of fruit. Um, She likes white rice. Don't add anything. So my mom will cook four to five dishes every night. Phoebe only eat white rice. Um, oh, it's just no. so funny. Oh, on the no. other, <laughs> on the oh, other no. side, the other, I know. She only eat white rice. It's so rude to my parents, mom. Um, oh, but um, Hanalei and Chelsea, especially Hanalei, she is just like four Montessori trained. She sit there by herself. She will eat it slowly. She eat everything. Like when we go, we do Pizza Tuesday every Tuesday. Uh, we go to a local pizza store called MOD, so you customize your pizza. Oh, that's yes. awesome. Right. And she loves broccoli on the pizza. Oh, so, good for her. <laughs> I know. She loves anything vegetable. Um, so she's perfect in that sense. But when she cries, she cries very loud. <laughs> and she just grows into... <laughs> uh, wanting to take up clothes as well. Oh. Our little one, Chelsea, um, I think she's a um, fighter. Um, because when she was born, she was three pounds, so she didn't need to learn everything. She is the smallest one, but she can fight the hardest. Um, and then we call her monkey. No. Because, oh, we call Hanalea angel because she's like angel. Oh. Um, but Chelsea is a monkey that she runs like a monkey. She runs like Phoebe in France. The, uh, the episode in Central Park. The oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And then, oh, Nick, um, funny. Yeah, and then she is just very playful. Um, I think she's a natural gymnastic. Anyway, those are the things. I just, I'm so sorry. I cannot stop talking about it. When oh no, we want you to. <laughs> oh no, we want you to. Can you remind our listeners too? So Phoebe is like three and a half. Is that right? Two and a half, yes, that's right. And the twins are um, two and a half? No, they just turned two. They turned two oh, wow. uh, at okay. the end of May. Okay, okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we want to make sure we have that context there for them. So that is so yeah. freaking cute. Oh, my gosh. We love how you talk about them, too. I mean, 
They're, they must all be daddy's girls, obviously. <laughs> they must be. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> they yeah. must think of you guys as just their heroes. And you just have, it sounds like you have just wonderful relationships with all of them. That is so amazing. You're just so inspiring. Thank you. I can't you. get over how inspiring like, you guys are. Oh yeah, gosh. all the time there's still a lot of uh, troubles. Like Phoebe just started to ask about mommy. There's a lot of shows she watch has oh, a mommy. So she, right now, she always asks about, where's mommy? And then she always say, um, Daddy, she talked to me. Can you be my mommy? Oh. And, then, and then so I start to ask her, and I say, what do you want in a mommy? But I don't think she articulate yet. No, right? She just right. starts to see there's She's a mommy. Mm-hmm. So that's why I realize there are challenges as two dads raise three girls. But I'm hopeful and then I think there will be problems, we just need to solve it. And compared to the environment I was living in, in China, we are being gay non-option. Now I have all the options. I just mm-hmm. need to be positive and then enjoy the time with them. So anyway. So. Well, yes, and you yeah. have your mom there who is a mother figure to Mother them, figure, you know? mother role yeah. model. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are, mm-hmm. I mean, you have I mean, you guys are you rocking it. You oh guys are God. doing an incredible you're job. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I mean, keep keep doing what you're doing and I hope you're proud of the parents that you are I mean I really hope you and Brian are proud you both are so inspiring tell us about the book yes where how did it come about oh yeah the book so um I never thought I'm gonna write a book my middle school Chinese teacher said my thought is naive my language is horrible so I always remember that very clearly (laughs) and then um also we live a private life to be honest it's like I never want to openly share about my life. When we have twins, um, uh, LGBT media reach out to us, say they want to make a video. At that time, Brian and I said, no, we don't want it to be public. It's our life. We fought so hard for it. Why we want to share with other people, you know, openly. Mm. Until last year, December, we went to an event in San Diego. It's called the best year ever. So in the event, um, the keynote speaker, um, Dr. Uh, Stevenson, and then he is a 40-year-old, but is as high as my, as tall as my older girl, Phoebe, so very short. And when he was born, he had some um, genetic disease, so the doctor said he would die in 48 hours, oh but he lived God. for 40 years. Oh, you know, wow. it's so amazing. And, yeah, and he said one thing really shocked me. He said, I chose this body. I chose this body because I, so that I can stand here today to tell you your life is worth living, and you can have an amazing life. Aww. So, and then that keeps thinking in my mind, like, maybe I chose to be gay, I don't know, but because I'm gay, because I went through all those struggles, and then to build a family, we need to share this with all the people, like what Andrew Solomon say, go out to tell your story. Because there are always somebody who wants to destroy humanity. It's a story that can give people hope, let them want to live through it. So we think maybe our story is just a little story, one drop of the whole human history. But if we go to tell them, maybe somebody will hear it. Maybe it will help somebody who are still struggling, coming out, or want to build a family, but they have some failure attempts because we have. We have lost babies during pregnancy. So to let them know there's hope. So after that, I decided to write down the book, write the book, Two Dads and Three Girls. And then it's um, not... I think it's to go, how to say, to dissect about the happy pictures we saw on Facebook, on Instagram, just two dads and three girls, right. and to show people the, the vulnerability, mm-hmm. the stress, all the downs and ups that we went through to create this, and to give people hope, I think. So it's, um, this book, all the proceeding 2019 is all going to charity. So oh we just want gosh. this to help somebody. Oh, wow. Oh, my Um, gosh. Please tell our listeners how they can purchase the book because that is incredible. Thank you for being so kind and generous. And, I mean, you guys are amazing. You both are. I I mean, I'm just in awe of both of you. We want our listeners to get a hold of your book. Tell us. Where can they shop for it? Yeah, so you can just go to uh, Amazon.com okay. and then just search two dads and three girls, oh. and then the book is there. I'm, I was very fortunate. Since it was launched, it has been a uh, bestseller in six categories, 
right now is still bestseller in at least one category on Amazon. So we are very happy about that. And from people's support, and then um, at the end of the year 2019, we ask all our readers, where should the money go to, the proceeds? So if people want to participate, they can also go to our website, togetin3girls.com, okay. and then they can subscribe, and then we will ask everybody to help us to make the decision of the nonprofit um, choice at the end of the year. So what is your Instagram? My Instagram is togetin3girls. It's Perfect. a number two and then number three. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Two dads. Reviews. Okay. We just want to make sure our listeners know that. Yeah, we want to. And so we, um, again, we were talking about your blog because it is such a, be- it's beautifully written. It just touched us. Um, so inspiring. But there was a quote that really stood out to us. And this was the one we wanted to uh, say it um, during the recording. Looking back in the past 10 years, I was working on a journey to first coming out to myself and others and then building a family with Brian and our three girls. Phoebe, Hannah Lay, and Chelsea through surrogacy. In that journey, I was stumbling while thriving because I kept telling myself that there will be a way out as long as I don't lose hope. I get uh, choked up just um, just reading it and uh, listening to, you know, just me and talking with you today. You know, it's just, you're just so incredibly inspiring. We can't say that enough. Thank you. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to share our story. And then so I truly hope that maybe that can um, help somebody out there. And then if anybody wants to reach out to me, and you can reach out to me. If you don't mind, at the end of the year, when we ask for the nonprofit to donate to, can I reach out to you guys as well? Maybe you can ask your listeners. Absolutely. Please, please do. do. Okay. And and we'd Thank love you. to have you guys back on. Yeah, we'd love to have um, you and Brian. You and maybe Brian. Sometime. Yeah. Maybe we'll come, uh, you know, we'll do it live with you both or something. We can do that. We can make together. something happen. Well, what I mean is we'll meet in person. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but we're just so happy to, to have this time with you. And we just need more people like you guys in the world. So we're just happy that you guys are here and making a difference. You really are making you a difference. You are making a huge difference. And thank God for Instagram because that's how we found you yeah. both. Yes. And your beautiful family. Yes. And we're so glad we connected. And we look forward to seeing what your family yeah. has in store, the future with your three beautiful daughters. Watching them grow up and oh. seeing all the wonderful things that they're going to do. And and we're just so happy that we met two new friends and yeah. you both. And thank you so much, Nick. Thank we you. thank our thank listeners. You. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening. And again, reach out to Nick. Please go to the Instagram. Go buy his book. Uh, buy their book. Go to his blog. Yes. It is twodads3girls.com. Yes. And we will make sure to link everything on our um, social media. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Nick. And tell Brian that we can't wait to talk to him at a later date. And I hope I, we just wish you guys all the best. And we're sending you virtual hugs. Yes, we are. Lots of love. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Thank you so guys. Much. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.